like, guess what? There's aspects in your business and your life that you're not going to enjoy doing. Like, do I enjoy doing my taxes? No, but do I do it anyway? Yes. Do I call it mm-hmm. hustle culture? No. Like, but people were so <laughs> people were so quick to jump to like, this is this, this is that. When actually, it's like we're putting a blame externally on something else to take away our responsibility of just saying I'm not good enough right now to complete this as fast as I would like. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you have the skill built, you're good. <laughs> I was stressed every day. Um, really? Yeah, I was, I was stressed. I wasn't really sleeping much. Um, like, I made the. I met like I'd never stayed in a hostel before, so I was like, "Oh my god, I want to stay in a hostel!" Like, and if you've never done that, like, mm-hmm. have fun. Because um, after the first day, I was like, "This fucking sucks." Like, I'm gonna stay somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. But you're just a lot of people in one room. It was just not the mood. It was not the mood at all. Um, yeah. And I was just. I didn't really sleep much. Um, but I just said, "Hey, look." you're traveling so you're just going to do the actions that are in alignment with that goal so if you you're listening think about all the tasks that you're doing right now in your business in your life how many of them are actually crucially important for your goal like how many are actually crucially important like if I held a gun to your head and was like this is the only task that you can do what would that one task be because if you can do that that's going to align your mindset to asking what's important so at that time the two things that were important for me were send out my marketing launch and to connect with people who are engaging with that marketing launch. That's it. And I would do that for two hours each, each evening. And that was it. Um, and then from there, like that gave me everything that I needed. But oftentimes as business owners, people will get themselves busy just to fill the time, just to fill the void and guilt of not working. Mm-hmm. But if you can realign yourself to, hey, what's crucially important for me and everything else is irrelevant, then you actually open up more space for yourself to bring in more abundance. So that's Here. kind of how I leaned into it. I love that. And I just want to point out, like, you said you were stressed, but you still took the aligned action. And that's why you were able to, you know, call that desire in. Because even though you may not have fully, you know, been rooted in like surrender Mm -hmm. and trust which is a part of the manifestation process that I like to talk about you were still doing the other steps and taking the action and you were leaning into you know just believing that it was possible and so for any of you guys who might feel like you're stressed all the time with your manifestations and you're worrying that it might not happen or there's external circumstances that you can't control that are you know causing you to not be in the energy that you might want to be in I will always tell you, you don't have to be like fully happy and aligned all the time to manifest. You just have to continue, you know, taking the aligned action, Mm. having the awareness when you might be feeling off and just, you know, accepting the emotions as they come. So I really appreciate that you, you were honest and you said that you were stressed when you were calling in that 20K, but more power to you because despite all that stress, you still manifested it and then some. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because it's like, it's like what I said earlier, right? Like you guys who are stepping into a new identity, you're stepping into like these new things that you've never ever done and your anxiety's flaring, your comfort zone's going, hey, like bring me back in. Like I want to go back and do what I was doing before. It's like, hey, you can go back and do what you did before if you want. Like that's mm-hmm. always going to be there. But like I think what also lies in there is depression because you know mm-hmm. that that's not who you're meant to be. So it's just part of the process. 
recognize you're going to have anxiety, like stepping forwards. It's literally, if you're not self-doubting yourself, you're not trying hard enough. You're not stepping outside of your comfort zone enough. It gets to be easy when you recognize that the process is going to involve some anxiety. It might involve some challenge, Mm -hmm. but like, as it would, like if you're going to shift your brain state into a new identity from like somebody who earns 2k a month to 200k a month right that's gonna it's quite a shift in in person yes <laughs> so obviously you're gonna freak out so yeah. just lean into the uncertainty it's the best space that you could do recognizing that it's it's gonna be there's gonna be ups and downs peaks and troughs but the more decisions that you can make that push you into that peak the better the better the outcome will be yeah period yes to everything um, and then another thing I really wanted to talk about with you, because I love how like structured and disciplined and organized you are as one of the biggest things I admire about you. And also one of the biggest things that I know I struggle with and so many of my clients and probably a lot of listeners struggle with, especially if, you know, you're more so feminine in your energy and you're wanting to, you know, just flow and say, fuck it to structure and just, mm-hmm. you know, just fully kind of be in your feminine energy. So um there was a question I was gonna ask and then it just left my brain oh so yeah how do you balance those energies like that masculine structure and the Mm. discipline um with you know having that feminine energy too of you know the creativity and the flow and then also part of the manifestation process of like trusting and surrender and Mm. all of those things because you are so good at it Mm. yeah um bit of transparent honesty like I know I seem like I'm amazing at it, but like literally like a, a couple of days out, uh, literally on uh, New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Eve, I almost burnt out, which is rare. I've never Ooh. ever been close to burnout in my life. Like I just don't burn out. Um, so I actually took a day. Um, but Good. I think there's two ways that you can look at this and there's two ways that I go about this. If you want to achieve something, like let's say you want to get something done in a day, how are you going to like work out when you do that? you're going to have a schedule of some sort, right? Mm -hmm. So recognize that like you need to have a schedule. Kids have a schedule. Have you ever tried to like deal with a toddler who doesn't have a schedule? It's a mess. Schools have a a schedule. They're not like, hey, turn up whenever you want to. Why? Because there's no accountability for you getting something done. And I think we're so lost in thinking that we need this internal accountability that we're meant to just show up for ourselves. But guess what? Like your unconscious isn't always going to align with that. So actually having that external accountability is sometimes so crucial, so important. That's why like within Mm -hmm. like my programs, I went from a complete shift to doing like courses and stuff to I was like, everybody is getting one-to-one accountability because I want fucking results. I don't want Mm -hmm. people coming into my program and saying, oh, like they didn't get this result or whatever. Like I've been in those programs. It's not fun. It's not fun seeing other people invest into somebody and not get what they want because they just needed that extra support. So everybody gets one-to-one support with what I do. But the reason why is because if you look at this in four pillars, so whenever you want to set out a goal, you need specificity. So you can't just say, I'm going to put up some content this week. Is it three pieces? Is it five pieces? Is it 10 pieces? Like, what is that? So we need specificity around that so that you know if you're done or you're not done. Then mm-hmm. once you have specificity on it, it's like deadline. When is that going to be done? So this is how I start in, incorporating more of a divine masculine of structure. Then with the discipline side of things, 
when you sit down to do what you said you were going to do, do you do it? Because if you don't, because you get a little bit of resistance and you feel like you drop over to something else or you pick up your phone and you chase the next Mm -hmm. dopamine hit, then you're not ever going to trust yourself to get to where you want to get to. Like, what does your brain think if you go to sit down and do a task like creating content or journaling and you can't even trust yourself to do that because you can't push past the resistance? You've got to reparent yourself. And I think that's the discipline mindset that I have is like, what are you going to do? Not do it? Like, I know what the fucking alternative is. The alternative mm-hmm. is like, my life sucks. That's the alternative. So it's the discipline to actually step into that. I think also with the creative aspect, like I said, um, this turn of events for me to say, this is the time when you do deep work. That's where I bring in my feminine energy where I'm like, okay, like I want to be more in flow. I want to let my ideas flow. I want to be more in creative spirit. But oftentimes people ask me like, oh, like, I mean, like there's probably people listening to this, but like, oh, I only make content when I feel inspired. I'm never, fu- <laughs> I'm never fucking inspired to make content. Like I'm just not, like, I'm, I'm not, but like it's a task mm-hmm. that um, moves my business forwards and I get to make content and I get to change people's lives with what I do. So I'll make it. And I think it goes back to a famous Stan Lee quote, who's um, the guy who wrote like all the Marvel comics. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't have, mm, I'm going to fuck this up. It's like, I don't have inspiration. I just have ideas and deadlines. Mm. That's it. So if you can create deadlines of like, this is when I said I was going to do something and I'm going to do it. Then that's actually like your divine masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Like a wounded masculine energy is saying, I'm going to do something and then you don't do it. Mm-hmm. And then you lose trust within yourself. Then you lose confidence. Then you feel like giving up. Then you get imposter syndrome because you don't feel like you're who you said you are going to be. Then you start falling into depression. And then people quit altogether because things got too mm-hmm. hard when actually it was because they couldn't show up for themselves. So to answer your question in in a in a limelight masculine structure for me like I have to I have to structure myself or I get depressed like I, I've got a lot of things running I've got a busy mm-hmm. head it needs certainty that's where I find my safety internally is structure so that's my first step then the discipline to actually do what I said I was going to do and yeah guess what there's some days where I don't do that <laughs> like <laughs> guess mm-hmm. what you're human well done welcome to the club but actually not beating yourself up is one of the best things that I find you can do for your own discipline. And then the feminine energy comes from actually giving myself space when I need it. Like that day when I felt like a little bit like burn IT. I was like, okay, cool. Take a day. Like, mm-hmm. like that's it. There's no, there's no, it doesn't need to be any guilt there. Like you can trust that things are still going to work. And that, that took time. Like it took probably a year to work out that like I could trust myself to do that and it work out for the best. But as an overall picture, at least within my understanding of where masculine and feminine energy is, that's that's where I am. And I would say probably listening to this podcast, you're probably listening to me more in my masculine right now. But if you go over to my content and you just check out how vulnerable I am <laughs> like 90% yeah. of the time, um, that's where you'll see a lot more of my feminine energy. I- yeah, I love that so much. Everything you just said. Um, and... I wanted to ask, like, are there any, like, specific 
methods that you use to when you sit down to do deep work like i know there's like the pomodoro method and like Mm. some other strategies that can help with like sticking to a schedule when you first start because i know that's that what a lot of Mm. people struggle with is actually like getting those distractions out of the way so that you can sit down and focus, especially in our Mm. culture. Like we're always on our phones and our attention spans are shorter. Um, We're constantly seeing that dopamine. So what like tools do you have to help you with like sitting down, doing the shit, getting it done? Yeah. And this is where you've got to like blend both energies. Like when I, when I do create content, like I give myself space to step into my, my feminine energy of creativity and flow. But creativity and flow doesn't come with the right without the right conditions. Like you're not going right. to enter flow state. Like people say, like I want to be more in flow, mm-hmm. but flow is only achieved when you have arbitrary numbers, you have specificity, you have measurability, you have an aspect where you're able to step in with an a, a, an amount of skill that is required to perform that certain task. Like people often get ideas in their head about content or about what they want to do in their life when they're driving the car because you've had to learn over time with discipline how to learn to drive a car you're not going to enter flow state when you first start driving your car's like jumping all over and it's like oh shit like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to drive got this. the hands at 10 and 2 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not going to happen but then you'll enter flow state as you learn because you've got the skill to be able to just do that unconsciously right Mm-hmm. so I'm going a little off topic the ADHD is coming out and I can't remember what I was gonna say <laughs> no so, you're okay so when I do step into like that aspect of creating content and having a system together I'll have like okay first part is create ideas second part is I'm then going to go from that idea to the actual content creation. And what's the fastest way for me to do that? Because speed and execution equals results. And Ooh, I like that. It's not mine. It's so unoriginal. It's Alex Hormones. <laughs> um, and then second part is like, this is either going into a carousel or this is going into a reel. And then I'm mm-hmm. going to make that. And then the third part is scheduling. But without those step-by-step instructions, like I like to look at it as like, if I told you guys, like, I want you to bake a red velvet cake, like who listening to this podcast can just bake, like, guess what? There's aspects in your business and your life that you're not going to enjoy doing. Like, do I enjoy doing my taxes? No. But do I do it anyway? Yes. Do I call it mm-hmm. hustle culture? No. Like, but people were so, <laughs> people were so quick to jump to like, this is this, this is that when actually it's like, we're putting a blame externally on something else to take away our responsibility of just saying, I'm not good enough right now to complete this as fast as I would like. Mm. Whereas when you have the skill built, you're good. There's aspects in your business and your life that you're not going to enjoy doing. Like, do I enjoy doing my taxes? No. But do I do it anyway? Yes. Do I call it mm-hmm. hustle culture? No. Like, but people, <laughs> were so, people were so quick to jump to like, this is this, this is that, when actually it's like, we're putting a blame externally on something else to take away our responsibility of just saying, I'm not good enough right now to complete this as fast as I would like. Mm. Whereas when you have the skill built, you're good. Period. That was fire. Um, <laughs> I was about to say something else and I just forgot. Cause that last part, I mean the whole thing, but that last, that last part, um, get off on Instagram. Y'all. <laughs> no facts. <laughs> For sure. Um, So it sounds to me that you kind of use like chunking um, Mm. systems and then 
um, time blocking because like obviously you're not doing all of yeah. those steps at the same time, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's definitely like a a gamify instance when I'm doing something new, and I will give myself two hours because Parkinson's mm-hmm. law says the amount of time that we give ourselves to do a certain task is the amount of time that it would take. So I'll give mm-hmm. myself two hours, and I'll do that task. And if I complete it within two hours with Pomodoro technique, then sweet. Then I'm going to ask myself after I've done that, okay, is there a way that I could have made that system quicker? Is there a way that I could have sped up what I've just done? Because if there is, guess what? I'm going to do that because I want that so that I can have my deep time, so that I can enjoy things when I want to enjoy them, so that I can go on dates, so that I can go for nature walks when I can, when I want to, so that I can leverage that out to a team if it's not something that fully fills my cup. Like I do this not for the aspect of, like people think I do it because like it confines me to a certain thing, but it opens up so much more freedom. I wasn't able to have that 20K month working two hours a day because I hadn't set up in measurables and I like my team was still working. Like that would never have been achieved if I hadn't systemized what I was doing. This is why McDonald's is able to have so many fucking teenagers run thousands and thousands of restaurants all over the world. It's a repeatable system. And if you don't have repeatable systems in your life, you're just, you're in the same space that I was before I learned how to speed up my life. And I was fucking smoking weed, doing nothing, no goals, <laughs> no achieving, <laughs> depressed. Like it's, it's just not the one, like, it's not it. <laughs> it's not it. And there is aspects where I think it's important to give yourself space to step into your feminine, to really get out in nature, walk fully disconnect, like disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel too in your head, you feel like a little bit overwhelmed or whatever, like disconnect and, and, and like just reset. But then at the same time, like don't be there learning for six hours and not doing anything because you're going to mm-hmm. feel really upset. Like you're going to feel like you're not achieving. And you can yeah. still achieve in, in both realms. Like you can still trust, you can still receive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's there's a lot of modalities there. This is so fucking good. Like so good, guys. Please go stalk him and his podcast because there's so much more um, amazing content like this over there. And I know we're coming up on time, so I have a few more questions. I just wanted to pick your brain really quickly about business because – you scaled pretty fast. Like you were successful, you're young. And so a lot of my listeners want to aspire to be in that position where they're growing their business, growing their platform, Mm. being successful. So what is, what do you see as being like the foundations um, of being a successful entrepreneur and getting to where you are now? Like, what would you Mm. say to an entrepreneur who's just getting started? Mm. Recognize this entrepreneurship. I think there is an aspect within the world that we're moving into that's like, hey, like this is gonna be super easy. Like it's gonna get fucking hard. Like there's this um, there's this concept called the emotional cycle of emotional cycle of change, or you can call it the emotional cycle of goals by um, two people called Clark and Kelly. And everybody when they start their goal is that informed is that uninformed optimism like we're super excited Mm -hmm. there's a lot of serotonin a lot of dopamine we're super excited to to create this massive thing to do this thing then you step into informed pessimism where you start Mm -hmm. recognizing it's a little bit harder than you thought it was going to be and there's some challenges there and then you step into the valley of despair which is where a lot of people give up it's a lot of self-doubt a lot of anxiety 
possible depression, a lot of imposter syndrome. This is where it's great to have a coach who's been through mm-hmm. the transformation that you're going through and it's going to give you the the tools and techniques to get you through. Then you step into hopeful realism. You start recognizing like, oh, out of all of those things that were out of that slap in the face of no, 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 no. You finally got a yes. And it's like, okay, so mm-hmm. let's start double downing on this thing. And then because of that, you then start moving your way towards having a, a goal achieved. But recognizing like whatever transformation that you're going to have, there's an aspect to action to achievement threshold. So if you look at this as like, when you go for a fitness transformation, you're going to have to work out, eat well, sleep, drink, everything, do all the things for like a few weeks, maybe even a few months before you start seeing change. Mm-hmm. But the problem is with business is that that action achievement threshold can sometimes be a year, can sometimes be two years. But there's a small nuance in that. And notice that I said action threshold. And people don't like this, but this is my this is my basis and this is the reason why I've got to where I am. I took so much massive action, like more than everybody I knew. Um, and it's not to be like, oh, like look at you type thing. But like mm-hmm. I fucked up so many times over and over and over and over and over again. Like I said, speed and execution equals results. I got so much negative feedback that I had to keep making mistakes to then start working out what was working out. And I'm still testing and trialing things. Like I'm not going to pretend that I'm perfect here especially mm-hmm. with like social media media algorithm changes like you're always like testing and trialing but if you're so stuck and thinking that you have to be perfect and you're not doing anything you're always going to be there if you're so stuck yep. in the like oh i wait until the new year to start doing it like guess what we're in the new year so that that, <laughs> that excuse is out the window now so like get yep. fucking moving but the best advice i can have if you if you are starting is just keep testing and trialing keep testing and trialing and when you find that one thing that works double down on it like if I only had 30 seconds with somebody on how to business coach them I would be like what's worked for you really well up to here and then how can we double down on that so my advice is like take massive action like learn to fail fast if you're not failing enough learn to fail quicker yeah (laughs) and then from there step forward I think don't be scared as well to stepping into a little bit of grind, a little bit of hustle there. Like, don't be scared to do that. Like if you were in flow yeah. to do it, like there were times where like, this is like a really hard example for me, but there was a time when um, I sold um, a service to somebody and I was handling objections for like an hour and a half. I should never have sold him, but like I wanted to help the dude because he was like, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this. I want to do this. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, like, let's do this. Like I'm like rooting for you. I want your success. I want you to do this. And we are like two weeks in, and like I'd used his money that had come in to clear out a credit card. And two weeks in, he was like, I want a refund. I was like, fuck. My, pro- my, my service is not good enough, one. Second, I'm clearly worthless, which was the internalization at, at the time, which is what a lot of business owners have. But I had to pull myself out of that. And I was like, right, okay, so what's my negative feedback right now? My product is not good enough. My service is not good enough. And I had other people who were in that service as well. So I was like, they are also not getting what they want. So I stayed up all night and redid my entire service, my entire program. And then from there, all my clients got great results from it. But if I was not in hustle culture and I was like, oh, it's okay. Like trust that it's going to work out. Well, it hasn't worked out. So I've got some action to do. 
So mm-hmm. like when you start your business, there's going to be a lot of trial and test. If you've got kids, figure it as like you in your first one or two months of business, maybe even more first year, it's going to be like having a baby. Like there's going to be a lot of attention. There might be a little bit of like sleepless nights. Lean into getting a routine for yourself. Like try not to do that. I'm not saying like I don't do that regularly. I've done it like I did it like three times last year. Like it's not a, it's not something I would recommend that you do all the time. But sometimes there are those needle moving challenges that are like, hey, like you've got you've got to put it in. You've got to do something. Then you're going to step into like toddler. So like there's a little bit like less management. <laughs> then you're going to step into like teenager. And there's like little checks you want to do here and there. And then you're stepping into young adult where it's like the business can do most of the things that it can do, but there's still going to be room as you as the CEO to come back in and like give some instruction, give a little little bit of input here, a little bit of input there. And then mm-hmm. from there, the business is going to step into its adult phase where it's like, hey, business is running just as usual. Like if you look at large corporations, they're not doing what small corporations do. Like small business owners, there is a lot of high risk, high reward actions. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, if you look at like massive corporations, it's just business as usual. Right. So recognize you can't run your business the same as Apple runs a business. You're not going to do mass marketing on TV screens right now. So recognize the things that are going to be important to you right now as this new business owner are getting a real handle on your marketing and your sales, because that's going to be 80% of the work without eyes on your service, without eyes on what you're doing. The business is just a hobby. Like a venture yeah. without any capital coming behind it as a hobby. My podcast is a hobby. I'll, like transparently, it's a hobby, but like <laughs> it's a great hobby to have. And it's it there. It's there as like a. It's it's like my passion project. It's like mm-hmm. a way for me to give back to people who aren't necessarily going to be coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that answer was a little bit um, off the off the charts. A little bit. No, little that bit, was like way extended. Perfect. But yeah, it was perfect. But yeah, that's what I would say. Awesome. Like, I love that answer. And I'm gonna do a recap of this at the end. So I'll tell you guys all the the juicy bits that I wanted to take from what you just said, because um, I want to make sure we get to the final four, mm-hmm. um, which is my favorite part of my podcast. Um, so the final four is just like these four questions that I ask everyone who comes to my podcast. And mm-hmm. we're just gonna jump right in. So the first one is what is your superpower? Mm, instant answer I don't burn out I wish I had that superpower <laughs> um and what is your kryptonite <laughs> it's funny how like your unconscious mind like screams answers out at you from like yeah. <laughs> the old version the old version of you mm-hmm. my kryptonite it definitely it definitely used to be um going on my phone before bed mm. That's why that deep work is so important, y'all. Yes. And what excites you the most about your life and where you're going? That I'm going to change a lot of people's lives. That's that's the most exciting part, knowing that everything I'm building from now to the 10-year to the 20-year plan is it's astronomical. Like it's terrifying but it's it's astronomical at the same time and I think that's the most exciting thing about it I love that so much and the last question is what is your why which is kind of connected to what Mm. you just said 
Yeah, this is a, a challenging question because I think my why started off as a bit of a fuck you energy. And I think a lot of people's mm. do. So my why when I first started my business was um, I never want somebody to feel like I did when I was alone and I had no support, which is really a fuck you to my parents for not being as present as I would have liked or as much as my inner child would have liked when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So it was a point to prove, like when I invested in my mentorship, I didn't tell anyone anything until I'd earned my first five figures. And that was a lot of fuck you energy and that pushed me to succeed really well. And and I think that can drive a lot of people to do that initially. But then as as you as you mature as a business owner, I think your why changes and it, it changes all the time. So mm -hmm. my why has been my clients, my why has been making myself as, because I learned from a marketer, not necessarily an educator on how to run my business. So my why is now to really be known as a results driven business. But the mm -hmm. second, but the second why is, is knowing the long-term vision of the consistent actions of, of what that achieves, whether that's more space within my life, whether that's like building the life that I want, but building my clients' lives, but also like knowing that like down the road, like I want to eradicate UK homelessness. And that's like, that's big for me because I was borderline there. So mm -hmm. that's, that's sort of the integral why, but there's a, there's a, there's, there's a lot of it. And I think most people's whys is tied up somewhere within their own trauma and mm -hmm. their own challenges. So there's probably still some integrations of that, but I think the overall picture of, of building something massive for a lot of people is, is the overall vision.